The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Kyle Wilson. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, a speaker. He's helped a lot of entrepreneurs get their business acts together. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Hey, pleasure to be here, Jordan. Let's just start with a little bit of your background before we get into some of the details of how entrepreneurs can do better. But give us a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are today. Well, you know, Jordan, I've always been a, an entrepreneur. I've always worked for, for myself pretty much. And, you know, I had a, a cycle of about a year, year and a half between each venture. And when I was uh, 26 years old, I got in the seminar business totally by accident. I, I became a, uh, I, I, w- I wasn't a legitimate pr- pr- uh, promoter yet, but I became a sales guy where I went out and cold called and would go speak at companies. And the guy I went to work for, and it was really one of my first jobs up until then, I'd started these little businesses. Uh, come to find out, he had promoted Jim Rohn in the past, uh, back when Tony Robbins and a whole host of other uh, well-known speakers now were also promoting Jim. And I went to work for him. I became one of his top guys. And within a year, I started promoting Jim. And that was about 26 years ago. So, And then what happened? After, you did that for a while. And kind of how did you progress from there to where you are now? Yeah, so it was that was like 1988, 1989. I, I did really well, and I would promote Jim half a dozen times a year, like in the Dallas area or Houston, Austin. And I decided to go out on my own, and I broke away and started traveling around the country doing events every two to three months in you know, Chicago, L.A., wherever it may be. And I would do the, the dual speaker event. So I actually started hiring Jim to come in and speak. Uh, from the the gentleman Jerry Haynes, who I'd worked for, and I would do uh, a Brian Tracy and Jim Rohn or Augmentino, Jim, and then by 1993, um, uh, so through some various circumstances, Jim was available, and I made him an offer uh, to start Jim Rohn International, and uh, you know the rest is kind of history. So today, you you offer various products on your website. You uh do speaking, you do coaching, kind of tell me what you're offering today. Well, you know, really, I, I've been more of a promoter. So, so I, 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 we, through Jim Rohn International, you know, we built a million-plus list, 300 intellectual pro- properties, uh, another company, YourSuccessStore.com, and I ended up selling those, uh, Jordan, at those, those different companies, DennisWaitley.com, uh, back uh, three or four years ago. And then took some time off, and now I'm, I've started up a new venture, and it's called Lessons From. And it's not something where we're actually uh, selling products. We're actually letting people be part of our different uh, books, Lessons From Selling, Lessons From Marketing, Sports, and things like that. So let's, let's take a broader view of kind of the entrepreneurial 
landscape today. Um, some would say it's a very hard time to be an entrepreneur and that there's so much concentration, the big companies are controlling things, it's hard to get financing. And some would say it's a great time to be an entrepreneur and there's all kinds of disruptive technologies. So where do you stand on, is it an easier or harder time to become an entrepreneur today? You know, my mentor Jim Rohn taught me it's always about the same, right? Nothing really changes. Uh, I can think of Jordan the majority of times when I've started new ventures. It didn't seem like it was the best time. It seemed like there were difficulties going on. I remember starting a business back in, what, 1981 when interest rates were 18%. You know, lines were three blocks long to get gasoline and, you know, a lot of unrest in the world. And so, you know, it's always, there's always going to be wins that make it look difficult. Uh, the question is, if you're going to start, you might as well get started. You know what I'm saying? Uh, two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, if you get started, you'll be further ahead, obviously. So, it, you know, it, it, takes that, it takes that opposition to get a plane off the ground as it's going down the runway. So, so adversity just makes us better. And, you know, so I think it's always a good time to start a business. So a lot of people kind of have entrepreneurial dreams, but they don't actually uh, complete it or they don't uh, follow through on it. What are the, the roadblocks uh, to starting an entrepreneurial business and how can people get through those roadblocks? Well, you know, one thing I've always thought it's wise to, to you know, to have to have if you have income, if you have a job, it's always good to have a core business. And sometimes you have to start part-time. You have to start your, your venture part-time. You know, as Jim Rome would say, you know, you, you make a living through your job, but you can get rich, make a fortune through your uh, enterprise. But in the beginning, sometimes that's just a part-time deal. So that's one mistake I see happen a lot. Uh, people jump in, and they really don't have the financial uh, stability to jump into a new venture, so they might not have the staying power. So I, I would always say count the cost, and, you know, sometimes you have to do it nights and weekends. So is it better to have your own idea that's kind of a fresh new idea, or is, is it a better way to get started to take, like, a franchise or a patent or something that already exists where they've already got a system, or even uh, net network marketing where there's already a system that you're fitting into? Well, you know, either or. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely a big proponent and take someone else's system. And I think network marketing is a great uh, alternative for people because, you know, the amount of support and systems they have, you know, they don't have to go uh, create manufacturing. They don't have to create sales teams. They don't have to create accounting. They don't have to deal with uh, legal issues. Uh, so, so, no, it's a great option to, to get into a turnkey type of business. At the same time, uh, I always think long-term. You know, uh, one of the, the books we had talked about earlier was 52 Lessons I Learned from Jim Rohn and other mentors I promote it. And almost everything you're asking me, I can think of a lesson I learned but, uh, for the, for the uh, solution to what we're talking about. But I remember meeting Paul J. Meyer, and uh, Paul had built 42 companies. And he said, make sure and always think in terms of decades, not years. For me at the time, Jordan, the long-term goal was 18 months. And he really helped adjust my thinking to think long-term. So if you're going to be building an enterprise or a business and you're thinking 5, 10, 20 years out, that might adjust 
the, the route you go down. If you have a core income, if you have something that's paying you, then you can be a little bit more patient and build it the way you want to. But if the, if the house is about to catch on fire, you know, sometimes you have to go uh, – uh, it's going to affect your decision on, on how, you know, the best route to go. So what would be some areas today that somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur uh, would – be able to get into with relatively low cost, you think have a good chance of succeeding, that have, as you say, kind of decades uh, long uh, staying power? Well, again, I, I think there, you know, there's millions of, you know, I was going to say thousands, but there's millions of things. I mean, it, it's just endless what you can do. So I'd say really you have to get down to what you're called to do. Uh, you know, what is it that you want to do? What are you, what are you drawn towards? Uh, you know, right right now, there's an explosion of people that are writing ebooks and uh, sharing their knowledge and experience. And really, the the risk, the financial risk, is very low. It doesn't cost a lot of money to write an ebook. It doesn't cost a lot of money to build an online business. It takes a lot of uh, learning and, and a lot of education, <clears throat> but the cost is very low. Uh, but again, if you if you have the finances, if you can go. Um, Buy into a turnkey uh, franchise, that could be the route as well. And, of course, I do think things are moving more and more and more towards direct sales and network marketing. I think, I think that's uh, a great alternative as, uh, as well if that suits your personality and lifestyle that you're wanting to build. How has the advent of the Internet, the spread of the Internet, changed uh, how a success, an entrepreneur can be successful compared to the late 80s when you started this whole process? Well, it's definitely leveled the playing field. Uh, you know, it, it, anyone that is willing to put in the effort, put in the, the learning curve, and that's really what it gets down to. There's a learning curve. <clears throat> but if they're willing to put in the effort, you can be online. You can be doing uh, business online. You can be doing social media. Like one thing that always is interesting to me is it seems like everyone does shop online. Everyone is doing social media, but maybe they have a business and they're not applying the same skills that they're doing on a personal level into their business. So uh, just, just make sure that some of the time you're investing in your online activities, you know, could you be putting some of that same time and energy into uh, your business venture? So it makes it easier that you're able to reach more people more quickly online instead of being uh, controlled by a particular local area. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. But also there's more competition. I mean, for entrepreneurs, a lot of people can go online. There are millions of people going online trying to do the same thing. So it's yeah, a bit no, of a mixed no, bag. Exactly. In other words, the, the marketplace did uh, consolidate. When, when I got into it and we were building our online presence, it was a little bit like the Wild Wild West, and that really served us well because we were good marketers and, and we, did, uh, we were ahead of the curve. Now, uh, obviously, you're right. It, there's a lot of competition. So you just have to make up with it by being very good at what you do, know how to target your audience, know who your customer truly is, and get good at about half a dozen things when it comes to your online business. One of the books you wrote is called Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneurial Soul. What, what are some of the things that is, should be in an entrepreneur's soul to allow them to be successful? Well, first of all, you have to enjoy the, uh, the independence and uh, the risk taking and that's part of it you know it's, it's in your blood uh, 
I don't ever judge people whether they should be an entrepreneur or not. I think it really is something you have to, uh, it's something you have to do. And, uh, you know, again, there's risk, but it's just part of the lifestyle. There's also risk if you don't. So, I, I, you know, I think you've got you to, first of all, work really hard. You know, one thing that Brian Tracy taught me, and it's part of the 52 lessons, is he talked about getting a plane off the ground in the first two to five years of any venture it's imperative uh, that you go, you know, some people spend their whole life going 60 miles an hour down the runway trying to get a plane off the ground, and it's just not going to take off. You have to put the extra effort in to get it off the ground. Then once it's off the ground, it can go 300 miles an hour, you know, actually using less fuel than it did to go down the runway at 90 miles an hour. So, you know, part of it is just understanding when you launch a business, it's going to take a little bit of time and effort and, you know, you might have to sacrifice some things. Everything has a cost, but you're doing that knowing the outcome you want to have on the other end. And you're saying that's something that people are unrealistic about? They think it's going to be easier to get it off the ground than, in fact, it often is? Correct. Yeah, there, there, there is. And uh, sometimes that's not all bad because we wouldn't get started. <laughs> you know, I'm a big believer. And, you know, the key is just get started. It's just like our kids. If you told them everything you had to tell them about what's going to happen in life or what's going to happen, you know, if they go pursue something that might be difficult, you know, they might not ever do it. So you have to look at the positives. You have to look at what you want to accomplish. Things aren't going to be exactly the way. I mean, you can't predict all the variables anyway. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are very unrealistic. But, uh, you know, if they're really called to do it, at least they'll start to figure that out. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Kyle Wilson. Uh, he's an entrepreneur and helped lots of entrepreneurs start and make successful businesses. <clears throat> His website is kylewilson.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Are you and your family in debt? Today, over 40% of American households are spending more than they make. And that means our society is getting deeper and deeper in debt. Escape the Debt Trap with host and attorney Kenneth Neely is here to help you avoid the problems involved with debt, including rebuilding credit, filing bankruptcy, short-selling your home, resolving IRS tax problems, and much more. Escape the Debt Trap airs live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. 
If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjoke All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Kyle Wilson. Uh, He's an entrepreneur. He studied many other entrepreneurs. He's worked with many entrepreneurs. Uh, His website is kylewilson.com. Welcome back to the show, Kyle. Hey, thanks for having me. The project you're working on right now is uh, called 52 uh, Lessons You Learned from Jim Jim Rohn and Other Legends. And I know you've got a lot of experience. You've talked to many, many different people over the time. But let's kind of get a sample of some of the kinds of lessons you learned from some of these uh, really super heavyweights in the personal development field. Um, Let's start with Jim Rohn himself, since that's the person you worked with the most. What would be one of the lessons that people could take away that uh, you learned from working with him for so many years? You know, wow. Endless on Jim, you know, he's, uh, he's one of the great wordsmiths of our time. In fact, one of the early projects I did in 1994 was create a treasury of quotes, and it had over 365 quotes by Jim Rohn himself on 100 different topics. So the guy is just so profound, and I've sat there in you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of not just sitting in seminars, but also doing three-day events where we recorded it, and I'm editing it course i'm the one that promoted it and so you know that that's a hard one on jim just because there's so many valuable lessons but one of the most profound life lessons happened when i was in my very early days of doing seminars and i was doing uh, a seminar in dallas and you know i think it was set for like 10 to 3 was the time frame and i got to the hotel early got there at 6 to set up and there was a breakfast going on that they said would not end until 9 o'clock. And, Jordan, I was used to having my stage, everything already set up, you know, around 7, and we're putting product tables out, and, you know, people start showing up an hour and a half early. So I was just freaking out because people were going to be lined up, and the uh, event was not going to even be over in front of us. It was just a nightmare. And so I remember Jim coming down, you know, about 8.30 to check in, and I just was beside myself, and I shared with him what was going on. And, of course, I was beating myself up, uh, the misunderstanding had with the hotel. And he looked at me just very calmly and said, hey, Kyle, it's not like a good friend died. And, you know, just put it in perspective. And that's the kind of guy Jim was. He didn't sweat the small stuff. He, you know, obviously, uh, you know, one of his audios he created like 30 years ago was called How to Kick the Worry Habit. And he talked about being a worrier. But when I met the man, he was already on the other side of all that and just had life in such perspective. So that that's something, you know, a hundred times since then, when, when something's going on, I'll think, well, you know, it's not like a good friend died. So it's keeping it not getting too wrapped up in the moment, you're saying, really? Well, yeah, it's just, it, it, let's put it in perspective. Okay, one of the other personal development gurus you've talked to is Les Brown, who's quite famous. What, what are some things you've learned from Les Brown? 
Well, you know, I remember meeting Les. He had his own TV show. He was married to uh, Gladys Knight at the time and uh, got to hang out with him many times. And Billy Preston would join us, and Billy would do uh, play his keyboard, his the organ, while Les would speak. And, you know, one of the great stories by Les is just talking about uh, his big breakthrough, becoming a DJ and on, on uh, a radio sh- uh, station that he was – more of an intern. And, you know, the thing about Les, he always talked about being hungry. And I, I've watched him. I've watched him fight cancer. I've watched him go through a divorce. I've watched him go through some tough times. And But he's always hungry. He's always motivated. And when he gets in front of a group, I've never seen him get in front of an audience where people weren't uh, motivated and, and turned on by what Les had to say. And it's just about being hungry. We can never get uh, too content. So, so you know, just uh, incredible inspiration. So, as far as how, how would that directly relate to entrepreneurs? As far as being hungry, well, I think, I think you know, uh, uh, so you know, whether we're successful or not, it's important to be hungry. You know, you, you've got to have the goals in front of you that inspire you, that get you up early, uh, that challenge you, and then when you become successful, you know, you don't want to get complacent. But, you know, I try and leverage myself on a, on a personal level. I try and leverage myself as much as I can to make sure I'm getting the most out of every day. So there's personal things you can do, but there's also making commitments to other people. There's also making sure that the team you're building, you have goals and, and celebrations and things tied to that, that you're leveraging uh, yourself every day to be motivated and, and tied into the game. I know... For me, after I'd hit some financial goals uh, a while back, I was more excited to see what, you know, would, uh, the team, some of the goals we would set and some of the uh, celebrations we would have, and then having things that you're, you're part of philanthropically to inspire people. So, you know, I'd always just say leverage yourself as much as you can to make sure at any moment in time you have enough reasons uh, to make that next phone call to stay up late, to do, you know, to read that book or watch that DVD instead of, you know, TV. What are some ways, because that is really the key to being a successful entrepreneur is leverage. What are some ways, we talked about network marketing is one way. What are some other ways that people can leverage their talents so it's not just trading time for money? Well, you know, anything that you're good at. I mean, if you're, if you're a photographer, uh, whatever you're good at, finding ways to turn your hobbies into profit. I have, a, I have a really good friend who's a great hunter, and he spends a lot of money on hunting. And I've tried to get him to shift that to actually he can turn his hunting into a profit, and he can actually build a long-term business out of it. Now, I say don't quit your day job. Keep doing what you're doing. But how can we shift this 20-year expense into a 20-year building a business? And part of it is, uh, to become an expert at what he does. So now he actually has people pay him to go do hunts. He's written a couple of e-books. He's starting to do videos. He's learning, you know, to have a website and get traffic. And, again, it's not going to make him rich today, but he is starting to build an income versus it being a huge expense. And the main thing I always, again, want to challenge people is think two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, is it something that can be a legacy to pass on to your kids? So it really starts, I always think, with what are you good at and what do you want to do? 
and your passion. That, that's important for an entrepreneur is to really want to do it and have a passion for whatever it may be. Exactly. Another uh, person you've talked to a lot is Zig Ziglar, who's kind of famous for doing all these seminars and promoting things. What are some of the lessons people can take from your interaction with Zig Ziglar? Well, you know, Zig has so many, you know, great lines. And, of course, if you help enough people uh, to get what they want, you'll get everything you want, I think, is one of the most famous. Uh, the one I talk about in my book is uh, a note one time he said, never do a good deal with a bad guy. And that's something that has kept me out of, you know, legal battles. It's kept, it's kept me very clean. I, I, you know, we intentionally just did not work with people we did not want to work with. No matter how good the deal is, never do a good deal with the bad guy. And it's really some of the most sage advice I've ever gotten as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And I think that could go for, you know, also in your hiring practice. It could go with anything that looks too good, but you just don't think the, the, the character or the quality of the person uh, is there. It's better to pass. So it's kind of a gut check to some extent, what it, what it feels like, not just the numbers, but whether it feels like it's going to work or not. Or if you already know. In my world, there were just some people I already knew. I knew they were maybe litigious or they were difficult or, you know, that they didn't always honor what they said. So no matter how attractive the deal is, I, I, you know, you know better. It doesn't mean it wasn't tempting. There were times it was very tempting, but that's just some very uh, wise advice. And, again, the, the tortoise wins, not the hare, oftentimes. And so I've seen a lot of people uh, really do something that, it looks like it's going to have results, and then they rue the day they ever did it. And so much of it had to do with the business partner they uh, decided to do it with. Does Zig Ziglar still do these uh, kind of road shows with all these entrepreneurial speakers? Is that still out there? Well, Zig passed uh, this past no, did, fall. Did, did carry on after he, he died? Well, he, Tom Ziglar, his, uh, his son, uh, does some speaking and consulting, and, uh, you know, still the Ziegler brand is, is as great as it's ever been, and, you know, they, he, they still carry Zig's products, and, and the legacy carries on, yes. Uh-huh. Another person you talked a lot to is uh, Dennis Waitley. Uh, tell us a little bit about him and some of the things you learned from him. Well, Dennis is one of the great guys, you know, just really uh, um, just one of the nicest people. And uh, I remember Dennis telling me, and, you know, this is, this is when Dennis was on top of the world and written many best-selling books. And, uh, you know, he shared with me, he said, I've, got, I've done 18 books. And every one of my books I've done in the evening time during what is most people's TV time. So I, I called that lesson prime time is is uh is a great time prime time is valuable time because you know here's dennis world-renowned guy that's saying i have a full-time job speaking and traveling so when i write a book it's during my extra time it's during what's most people's tv time and again great lesson for entrepreneurs great lesson for people trying to build a side business uh I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people I've known over the years that, you know, they just, you know, that they have they have their forty hour week and that's it. 
And I, I have that. That's great. I think it really gets down to what you're called to. But if you're going to go build something, especially in addition to what you're already doing, it's going to require probably some TV time, and it's an investment. So you find a lot of entrepreneurs going to have the idea, but they're not willing to invest the time and effort to make it really successful. Yeah, and and I think uh, I think sometimes when it doesn't go well or or they don't get the instant reward, that's when it's really challenging to to carry forward and 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 to go on and not realize, well, they're going to be smarter than they were, and, and everyone's going to have a failure, right? That's all part of the deal. In fact, I remember um, uh, a guy that his name's Mark Sparks, and it's one of the 52 lessons. He was starting the Success and Training Network, and he wanted me to bring all our speakers into it. And we met a couple of different times, and uh, he asked me, if I'd ever failed, and I started saying, are you kidding? I started telling him, but I told him one particular big failure I had, you know, one really difficult couple of years I'd gone through. And he's like, great, now I know I can work with you. He said, I never want to work with someone someone where uh, I'm going to be part of their first failure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I think there's a lot of truth to that. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's what gets in the way a lot of times. Everyone's willing to go out and do it once. But if it doesn't work, sometimes they're, they're like, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake again. And I would say failure is inevitable. So it's what do you do after the first failure or second failure or, or fifth failure? You know, it truly is failure way to success. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Kyle Wilson. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, an expert in entrepreneurship. His website is kylewilson.com. We'll be back after this. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world leading conversations with host cheryl esposito creates a place for that dialogue tune into the voice america business channel every friday as cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business government art economics and social change We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Kyle Wilson. Uh, He's an entrepreneur. He's interviewed a lot of 
people who are in entrepreneurship, who've uh, helped many entrepreneurs over the years. Uh, welcome back to the show, Kyle. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, tell people some specific things that they can get at uh, kylewilson.com at your website. Sure. Uh, if they go to kylewilson.com slash connect, there's multiple free gifts we have. One is my 52 lessons I learned from Jim Rohn and other legends I promote it, and that's many of the stories we've been talking about as I built your com and jimrohn.com, denniswhately.com, uh, you know, working with uh, so many of the legends uh, whose stories we're sharing. Also, we have some really great free gifts. Uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, one of my good friends, many people know Jeffrey from the world of selling, and he's one of my lessons from selling authors, and he has a great free gift uh, called The Little Book of Listening. Also, Chris Perello, who's one of the top social media experts in the world, he, uh, he's my lessons from social media expert. He has a, a great download called 140 Twitter Tips. And we, we have some other just really great gifts, uh, Seven Days to Organizing Your Life and uh, a leadership ebook. So, yes, they can go to kylewilson.com slash connect. And uh, like I said, many free gifts related to the 52 lessons and also some of my uh, experts I work with on lessons from. Very good. Let's just go to you mentioning Jeffrey Gittimer. Uh, what, what would be a lesson in the sales area that, that uh, you remember from Jeffrey Gittimer? You know, I met Jeffrey in 93, and uh, Jim was speaking at an event in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Jeffrey was the MC, and he asked me to dinner. We went to dinner that night, and then he took me back to his offices, and he showed me his complete library, and he had hundreds and hundreds of first edition sales books that were at least 50, 60 years old. I mean, he is one of the consummate experts and, and students, and he knew his stuff backwards and forwards. And back then, he was probably in maybe 20 business journals, had a weekly column, and fast forward to today where he's in probably 70 business journals, weekly column, uh, incredible discipline to, to just write. He's such a pro prolific writer, and uh, I think he's one of the all-time great sales experts. I've always felt that way. He's been part of big three-day events I've had with Jim and Zig and uh, Charlie Jones and Bob Berg, and, and Gittimer was always part of that. And so I'm thrilled to have him as part of my Lessons from Selling uh, uh, team where he's doing this book. And by the way, on the book, uh, if people go download the uh, little book of listening, they can also submit a story to be part of the Lessons from Selling, part of the book. So their best tip, lesson, uh, strategy, and they can be in the book with Jeffrey. So what would be one, I know he's done many, many things, but just one example of a selling strategy that you learned from Jeffrey Gittimer. Well, persistence. I mean, the guy is one of the most persistent uh, people I've met. And he, he was with me. He, he wowed me over with just his, you know, uh, give me a shot. Let's work together. And the other thing Jeffrey's brilliant about doing, and, and it's one of his core philosophies related to selling in general is you give first so you know you don't you don't just go in and ask 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 you figure out ways to give and jeffrey's a very uh he's one of the greatest innovators i've ever met so you know if you call his phone you're going to get just one of the most hilarious voicemails 
his business card, you know, is a gold coin, you know, with a picture of him. I mean, everything he does is innovative, different, and creative to stand out. So lots of great things I could say on Gittimer that, that, yeah, that's a good example for, for anyone to learn from. Okay, another person you've dealt with in the past is Og Mandino. Tell me about him and what are some of the things you've learned from him. Well, yeah, Og was the author of The Greatest Salesman That Ever Lived. So, you know, one of the all-time, um, you know, great stories, was one of the publishers of Success Magazine. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, when, when we would have Og speak at our events, the turnout was just incredible. And a lot of it was he was well-known as a recovering alcoholic who had tried to kill himself at one point in time, uh, just all these struggles he'd gone through. And then he, uh, he got turned on to personal development and started writing all these incredible books, you know, The Rag Picker and The Choice and, uh, you know, so many life-changing type of books. And so that was it from, you know, what I gained from Og is just this remarkable story of of someone who had been on both sides of the equation and you know just the empathy he carried with him you know there was never an arrogance or never a a, a judgment towards anyone it was always you know hope hope that you could uh, make a change you could make a difference so how, how would he advise somebody or what you learned from him <clears throat> if you're in a difficult situation to turn around and be positive and be successful well, you know, one day at a time would have definitely been part of it. You know, the scrolls that he takes you through and the greatest salesman that ever lived, those prolific 10 scrolls, you know, it, it's all about the daily walk. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, having, it, and of course, him, him be, coming from the AA background. But there is that, there is that part of, of it that's so true for all of us. It's, it's having routines. It's having accountability. And it's one day at a time. You know, how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? You know, how do you climb to the top of the mountain? It's one step at a time. So one of the things people do wrong is they try to do too much at once, and then they fail, and then they give up. Is that what you're saying? Right. It's like Jim Rohn said, an apple a day, but you can't eat seven apples in one day, right? It's an apple a day. Mm -hmm. Consistency. All right. Now, another one you've talked to a lot is a very famous personal, finance, personal development guy is Brian Tracy. Uh, he's been all over the place. What, what are some of the things you've learned from Brian? Well, you know, Brian, his work ethic, his focus, he, uh, he's one of the most focused individuals I, I've ever worked with, I've ever met. We uh, Not only did I promote Brian many times, but I would do these two-day events, and I, had, I helped co-create with Brian a product called the Success Mastery Academy. And it was a, a two-day event, and we turned it into a 16-CD program. They had 16 modules, and, uh, you know, just with his maxed schedule at the time, and this was like 1998, he really, uh, you know, I remember flying out and meet with him on a Saturday all afternoon. I mean, he, the guy uh, is a machine when it comes just to, to work and discipline, and at the same time, you know, having a great lifestyle. You know, when he does take time, he's focused on taking the time. He would take a month to go to Hawaii every year with his family. So just really, you know, a focused uh, guy with an incredible work ethic. And he's always hungry, too. That's the thing about Brian. He's never, uh, he's never uh, 
uh, taken for granted the opportunity to, to affect as many people as he does. And then, um, and they're always kind of seen as a pair, Mark Richter Hansen and Jack Canfield have done the whole Chicken Soup series, it's probably the most successful publishing series in publishing history. What are some of the things you've learned uh, from dealing with them? Well, you know, I, I met Mark in 1994, and I had him speak at our Jim Rohn two-day events. He, if, you, if you know much about Jim, know much about Mark, they're really different. <clears throat> but I put Mark on as an experiment to speak on the Saturday. We did a Friday-Saturday, and I put him to speak on the Saturday morning, and he really brought an interesting energy to the events. And at the time, they were on their first chicken soup book. And he and I got to be really good friends. And, uh, you know, so he said, let's do chicken soup for the entrepreneurial So You're the guy. So I ended up doing that with him and Jack. But I remember Jordan on that, in that time frame of first, second chicken soup book, he shared with me one day, he said, we're going to sell 100 million books. And I'm like, Mark, okay. You know, that, that's crazy. If, and I thought, I really thought if they ended up having 10, maybe 20 of these books do really well, that would be amazing. You know, sell 15, 20 million books, that would just be unbelievable. You know, Grand Slam. But he was clear. They were going to sell 100 million plus books. And in 1994, 1995, Jordan, I just didn't see it, even though I was co-author. And, uh, you know, I, I, some sources say it's well over 200 million books now. So, you know, the thing about Mark at our event, uh, through our relationship, through even that comment, 100 million books, you know, Mark had the ability to just stretch your thinking, stretch the rubber band. You know, he's a big thinker. And, you know, that, that's probably one of the greatest things I got from Mark was his infectious enthusiasm but his big thinking, and always think outside the box. And uh, so, you know, that, that's valuable. When someone challenges you to think way beyond what you would, com you know, commonly think. I mean, that could be helpful for an entrepreneur. It could get them in trouble, too, if they think too big and don't take the step-by-step -step, uh, steps that we were talking about doing. You have to have a combination of the two. That to totally agree. That's, that's my big thing. I'm, I'm, I'm a slow growth is fast growth guy and so it's the ability to think big but do your daily disciplines you know and that that's the other thing i'm glad you brought that up is i traveled a lot with mark during that time and he did two radio interviews every single day regardless he could go speak he could be traveling on airplanes and he had booked either in person or by phone and i was with him many a time at an airport uh pre-cell phones where he would do these two times a day interviews. Uh, so, so he was thinking big, but he was definitely putting all the work in and doing all the little things. And what did Jack Canfield add to what uh, Mark was doing since they really were a team? Yeah, you know, Jack was, was the guy who, uh, who really, you know, had the team working together and, uh, uh, you know, they're just two different personalities, and they each, they each brought something. Uh, if I remember right, and don't, don't, I, I, I reserve the right to be wrong on this, okay, Jordan. But 
But That's I fine. think I think Jack, it was Jack's idea. And uh Mark came in and was the you know, marketing, go blow it out the door promoter guy. And Jack was build the team, uh, you know, nurse uh, the baby along and uh, bring that piece to it. So they were just an outstanding team, inside guy, outside guy, although they both promoted the book and they both worked internally. So it wasn't, it wasn't a complete division of, of responsibility. But, yeah, Jack was the, the nurturing piece to the whole thing, and it was his original concept. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. Uh, my guest this hour is Kyle Wilson. He's an entrepreneur. He's worked with all the major players in the whole personal development field for many, many years. His website is kylewilson.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait, they just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Kyle Wilson. He's an entrepreneur, and he's dealt with all the major players in the whole world of entrepreneurship for many years. Welcome back to the show, Kyle. Hey, thanks, Jordan. I want to cover some of the other people you've met uh, over the years, some of the uh, lessons you've learned from them. Uh, Paul J. Meyer uh, was the founder of the Success Mastery Institute. Tell me a little bit about him and what you've learned from him. You know, Paul was an amazing guy. He, uh, 
He had written a book about trying to give away a billion dollars before he died, and I don't think he got there, but he, I remember at his memorial service, uh, it was hosted at Baylor Coliseum, and it had his name on it. He, he just was one of the most philanthropic people I've ever met. But I got to spend multiple times with Paul, and one time in particular it was for a couple of days at his place in Waco, and uh, Paul had built over 40 companies. SMI was the, the biggest one, and it still does extremely well today, and especially in, in Japan and uh, internationally. But, you know, I, I'm sitting there with one company struggling at the time from a leadership management standpoint. Here he has 40, and he shared with me the simple principle. It was called inspect what you expect. And he just gave me a vision for how to be a better leader, how to be a better manager, and how to not just delegate, but to train. And then once you train, to inspect what you expect, to have uh, notes that you keep. And to this day, I still operate from those principles. And I, I know with my business, Jim Rohn International and your com, that the first 10 years – Yes, we were a marketing machine. We did incredible things, but it was really the last 10 years that we actually built a company that had systems and had, had uh, you know, a team of people that were really uh, highly committed, and, you know, we really built that culture, and I give a lot of credit to Paul on that. And in the beginning of the interview, I mentioned, obviously, he taught me to, to – to think in terms of decades and not years, and that was another thing about Paul was just his long thought, you know, his long vision into the future. He's really one of the great goal setters of all time. I remember interviewing Darren Hardy, the publisher of Success Magazine, and Darren had worked with Paul for a couple of years and said out of all the people Darren's ever interviewed and met, Paul was by far the greatest goal setter. And so, you know, when he taught me to think in terms of decades and not years, you know, it, it's with a vision for what do you want to be, what do you want to become, what do you want to accomplish. So is that a big problem with a lot of entrepreneurs? They don't really set concrete goals, don't write them down so that they never achieve them? I think it's a, a challenge for just most people in general. We know to do it, but are we doing it? So that's the question. I remember Brian Tracy once saying, he asked every audience he ever speaks to, do you have a written set of goals? And everyone raises their hand, and he knows it's not true. So the reality is we all know it's good. We've all done it before, but are we currently doing it now? Do we, do we, do we start the year with a set of goals? Do we look at them often? Do we have an accountability system? And I remember buying one of Paul's $500 goal-setting programs back in the 80s. You know, where it was this really uh, just detailed uh, thing about setting goals. Now, I can't do it the way Paul does it. But, again, he, he was really one of the, the, the great goal setters. And, like I said, when you set a goal to try and give away a billion dollars before you died, uh, before you die, that's a pretty ambitious goal. And, like Mark, he set some really ambitious goals. And, but those things are what motivated him, and it's what got him out of bed early. You know, once you've made your fortune and you're in his shoes, you have to have things that pull you, that leverage you to want to continue to do better. You did mention Darren Hardy briefly, uh, the head of Success Magazine. What are some things you've learned from him? Well, you know, Darren and I really, you know, one of my best friends, 
known Darren since 93. We've probably done six, seven different uh, projects together over the years. And, uh, you know, Darren's, you know, probably one of the most uh, prepared people I've ever met. If he's going to give a speech, uh, and he's highly compensated when he speaks. He, he is just one of the great speakers out there right now. The amount of preparation he puts in to do a speech. And I remember when I asked him about interviewing him uh, back last summer, he was just telling me, and again, I know the guy, so this was one of those things where it's like, okay, don't BS me, Darren. He told me the amount of time he would need to prepare for just that interview. He is really one of the most prepared people I've met. He, he does the homework. He's a perfectionist when it comes to quality of what he does. Uh, and, and again, he, you know, he credits Jim Rohn as being his mentor, and I'm proud to say I introduced Darren and Jim. And, you know, Darren really walks the Jim Rohn lifestyle you know, philosophy of, of, you know, everything Jim Rohn encompassed about lifestyle and, uh, you know, living a great life. It's not just about making money or accumulating things or great time management. It's about relationships and health and um, all kinds of different levels of success. And Darren really embodies that. We have a short amount of time left. Let's go to two more that you've dealt with. One is Ron White. Uh, what have you learned from Ron White? Well, Ron White's the U.S. memory champion back-to-back times, and we, we, uh, we ran ronwhite.com for Ron, and we uh, created, helped create all his products, memory in a month and speed reading and how to have the mind of Einstein, and Ron's just a really good friend. But Ron, same, same way. I mean, Ron's conviction just runs so deep. He, after 9-11... He went and volunteered uh, for for the for the armed services, and they put him in uh, naval intelligence because he scored so high <laughs> on his scores. And he ended up in the prime of his speaking career around 2008. He went and spent two years in Afghanistan, uh, a true patriot. And he, uh, you know, he he's just one of these guys that just uh, has such a high uh, moral fiber and just how he sees his, you know, sees what's important in life. And, and so Ron's out working hard. He's preparing at the same time. Uh, you know, he, he will invest the time to go prepare for the U S uh, memory championship, uh, which I, I said he won back to back right now, Ron, actually this Thursday is doing something that's amazing. He's uh, going to spend about eight hours going and writing 2,200 names of uh, veterans who have, who have uh, been killed in the act of duty, and he's going to write their name and birthday and rank and serial number, and it's a memory project. He's doing all this by memory, and he's going to go around the country doing it to raise awareness. And, amazing, amazing yeah, stuff. A totally amazing guy. In about two minutes we have left, why don't you just kind of wrap up briefly all of what you learned from all these top people how it is possible to be a successful entrepreneur in America today? Well, you know, Jordan, I'm a, I'm a big believer in personal development. Uh, if, if someone said, just, you know, pick one thing, I would say it's personal development. It's, it's every day putting good stuff in. And, and I know you believe in that. That's part of why you do your show, right? It, it's, yes. it helps us, I, I say, adjust the radio dial. We're going through the day. We're affected by 
news, we're affected by what's going on, and then I listen to Jim Rohn or I listen to a, a positive show or I, I put something in where I'm going to actually learn something, and it's amazing how that gets us back on track. It gets us back on course, and it helps us get creative. In fact, oftentimes it's hard for me to listen to too much personal development without so much, so many ideas and creativity pouring in, right? And so, you know, that's one of the things. These guys were all men and women. They, they were all just students to the highest degree. They, they, uh, they had a consistency about personal development. Obviously, they, they failed their way forward, as John Maxwell's, you know, taught us and always talked about. They, uh, you know, they've taken risk, and, and there haven't been any, you know, uh, overnight successes. They, they yeah, all paid their dues. Yeah, that's another thing Brian Tracy taught me. He, he's like, you know, have a 20-year thought process towards anything yeah. you're doing. Very good. Okay, we covered a lot of ground, so thanks so much. My guest this hour in the Money Answer Show has been Kyle Wilson. Uh, you can find out more about him at kylewilson.com, and they get the free net newsletters with all the free things he was saying. Uh, so thanks so much for being on the show, Kyle. You were really terrific. Hey, Jordan. Thanks so much for having me. Great job. Thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.